0: And good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Happy, beautiful Saturday, everybody. Brian Prudhomme and Dave Cook. Well, hi, Brian. Yes, some strange man is sitting across <laughs> from me in the studio. It is the 20th of May. This is the first time in the month of May that I have seen Dave Cook in the flesh. That is strange. We've missed you. We being me. And, of course, the masses that are our listening audience yeah. every Saturday. Yes, the masses of my mom, Steve Potosha, Tony Mackey. Others, I'm sure, they don't well, identify themselves as readily, but yeah. but yes, I've missed you at least. Pitts probably like I
1: haven't missed him. Let's let's right. get back in there. He's like, hey, get out of my but, chair. Uh, thanks, thanks, Steve, for sitting in with me. I had a funeral to go to last Saturday, and the Saturday before was sort of a funeral, sort of a kicking off of a non a charity organization for my nephew who drowned earlier, and so it's just been kind of a. I have to. These are things I just can't not be at. Like, I was you going can't to say, say I'm, I, you know what? The funeral. Hold tight. I got a radio show to do. They they frowned on that.
0: Yes, you get an excused absence yeah. uh, both times for these. Obviously, our condolences to your family and everything that went on with that. Hopefully, being in the studio and doing a radio show again can be a happier experience. Well, <laughs> but again, that's pri- we cover Minnesota sports, bar, right? <laughs> but we do cover Minnesota sports. So, how much happier? I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's true as well. We've got the uh, we've got the Twins team that's at best confusing, right? We've got a Vikings in the team right with, division, no, with no again, real news. right? No real news out of out No news of is Eagan. good news right now. Yep. We've got a Timberwolves team that I think we're all sitting back going, what is what is this mess going to turn out to be?
0: And the Wild can kind of rubber stamp the same yeah, idea. Yeah. and Less and
1: messy because better leadership. Do you, but- do you think the Wild sit back and look at Dallas right now and say, you know, we had momentum in that series and wheels fell off and look at these guys.
0: I don't think they do, because I think if they analyze it properly, sure, they had momentum in terms of numerics in the sense that they were up two games to one, but in no other way did they have momentum. Because again, we've talked about this, but if not for an extremely fortuitous bounce in the second overtime of game one, they don't win that one. They certainly don't deserve to win that one. They won the first home game, which a lot of underdog teams do. So they lost that series four games to two. To me, they all played Dallas once. Well, here's here's how you know somebody watched the
1: watch the game without really watching the game. So there is a family member who does not listen to this. Uh, we I met at the funeral. We're talking. See, you're nicer then. than I
0: am. You call your family members out who don't listen. I call right. the ones out as they're too. Right. Well, in. no,
1: Brian, because this one's tough. Because we were talking about the wild, and he said, "Well, the one thing that you can take out of that is they were on the power play a lot longer than Dallas was." And I waited for him to say, ha ha ha, or wink, wink, wink. <laughs> right. But he looked me in the eye. He like, waited for the
0: eye always. Yep. Yeah.
1: And he looked at me like, so, I mean, that was good. I said, you, okay, I can't tell if you're messing with me, but you do know that's because they scored goals in six right. seconds, seven right. seconds, and nine seconds, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. And it was like, okay, so I'm not sure what it was you were watching. I was going to say, okay.
0: in sports, we often talk about numbers versus the eye test. That's a different sort of number. To focus on and be like, hey, time's shorthanded. Look wasn't that long yeah, for us. Looky, looky. Right. But Forget the, power play percentages.
1: You know, they there's that thing down in the cities where they talk about the power of positive thinking that Bally uh, Sports does. You know, we, we lost by nine, but look, Louis Rise had two hits and five yeah, at bats. We lost by nine, but the spread was 10. Yes, exactly. Well, that was kind of what that
0: felt like. But, you know, we were on, you know, they didn't have the power play very long. And it was like, uh-huh. Well, and it is the power of positivity on the Bally Sports post games in particular, because last night was another late heartbreaking loss for the Twins. The bullpen is floundering a bit. The bullpen usage is confusing to say the least. But at the same time, you know, the Twins, they did do some good things last night. And here I go channeling my own Bally Sports kind of positive aura, if you will. But I laugh when I watch the post game because the headline should be the Twins had the lead till the seventh and then they imploded and lost the game. But instead, it was you know this team was down three nothing. What a great pinch hit by Alex Kirilov! What a great home run by Willie Castro! This team rallied. All of that is true. What was the end
1: game? <laughs> and how does it matter? Correct. Right, a hundred percent. But you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about the Twins later in later in the day when we break them down a little bit because I do think that you know they're an intro. You remember how we talked about the Vikings uh, as a as a as a team had a negative. Uh, um, point differential for the year and it was really because they would win close games and get just annihilated in other games well the twins feel like that as a total record you know they we can say look they're three games over 500 but when they lose they lose painfully and they don't drive any runs in when you got bases loaded and things like that and when they win it's
0: great pitching great defense or when they win it's like last weekend where can we please play the Chicago Cubs every night because it was 11 to 1 16 to 3 they even put double digits up against the Yankees earlier this season. When they win, they don't leave a lot of mystery as to whether or right. not they're going to win that game. Yep. Close games are burning this team, and I think that's part of the issue too. Because we think back to this team was in first place for basically May until August last year, and then they couldn't find a win. You know, if it was handed right to them, they would have dropped it. So the more that they dropped, and he pitched these, last night. So the more they drop these <laughs> agonizing games, yeah. it's very, very difficult to. To get excited about them, I'm always going to be excited about being in first place. I'm always going to be positive about it. Yes, the division's terrible, but that's not our fault. Correct. But at the same time, the more you drop close games, you're doing it in May. Who's to say you won't do it in August and September as well?
1: Right, because you're not learning. You're not really learning to win those games. When it's lather,
0: rinse, repeat with the way you're losing. Right,
1: exactly. And and you know, you said it would be great if we could play the Cubs every night, but frankly. They've played with and and most of the time were better than the Padres.
0: You've made Viking comparisons already. They're doing what the Vikings used to do. When it's good opponents, they've played fairly well. It's the bad teams that they're bad against.
1: Correct. That's exactly what it. That's exactly what it is. Because I thought they played well against the Dodgers. They played, played well, well against, against the, Padres, the Padres.
0: Played well against the Cubs. Played then, well against Houston. Played well against New
1: York. Yeah, and then we then we got last night, which you know they. Played, the Angels are over five hundred. I don't know back, what to Brian. say
0: about them. They came back. But what do you say about the Angels? You, they've got the two best players in the game. Trout sat out last night. That's scary that you lose that game with that. Yep. But they've got Trout. They've got Otani or however you want to say it, but it is Otani. But what do you say <laughs> about 17. the Angels? Because, 17 because the again, Angels? they appear underachieving, but yes. they are over 500. The difference for them is the American League West, like the East, looks pretty good. And then there's the Central, the junior varsity division, and we are winning that. Yeah, that is 100% what it looks like.
1: But, you know, the if you think about it, the they're not that far off from the twins, actually the angels, because right. now granted their two superstars are number one and probably number four in, in all of baseball. Um, It'd be interesting to hear who two all. and three are then, but well, yes. judge would be one of them. Yeah. And then I had to give space for somebody okay. right, that I'm not thinking about, okay. but another the,
0: debate for another week show. Correct.
1: But the, uh, you know, the combo of Buxton and Korea, just on name, right. Or Korea, just on name is, uh, would be, would be up there now they haven't performed, but on name value only, you'd say the Twins have two pretty good ones.
0: I think you would, but the Twins have got to start to put it together on the road because they are very, very good at target field. Away from target field, this team is mediocre at best. They started the season 10-4. and four. Uh, They are under five hundred by three games since then. And 10-4 and four is a small sample size. Obviously, the 31 games that have followed or whatever it is, that's a much bigger sample size. So you start to worry about which version of this team is really the true one. So I don't think the Twins are going to miss this West Coast road trip at all. Right now, it's off to a 1-3 and start. I told you before the show that I'm not going to miss it either because we're 10 minutes into the show, basically about 8.5, thanks to Dave Sinekin. But we're only a little bit into the show, and I told you I'm tired. But it's because I'm too much of a diehard Twins fan. I am up, and I've always been a night owl. I can't change that no matter how hard I try. I worked in media as a main job for too many years where – you know, you didn't get off work till 11 something. Until you got off work. And even the yeah. fact that I now work the proverbial 8 to 5, I'm still up way too late. But I'm up watching these games. And yes, it's much better when you're up until hours of the morning watching a victory. But you're up late and you lose and you lose agonizing and you're like, oh, this is just bad. And this morning, I'm you know, my eyes are a little heavier than they should be at 10-10 on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about that. And that's not just in the Twins. The, the problem with the Twins is they stay on the West Coast forever, you know. But when the wild are playing or the wolves are playing out west, it's it's you know. But you're right; it's the same sort of thing. When you're in media, you get home when you get home, and right. that's and that's kind of that's kind of what it's like when you're playing out in the West Coast. But you know the the Twins have played really well against good teams, and so um, it'll be interesting to see if Rocco can get that team leveled out. It's almost like they miss Cruz, you know, somebody just to take the the players and say, okay, seriously, we got to we got to come off the peaks. We've got to come out of the valleys and just kind of play in that center area.
0: Well, I think that's the perfect segue to today's opening topic because I started the show by saying we've missed you. You're back for the first time in May. I'm not going to miss West Coast road swings by the Minnesota Twins. I don't think they are either. Whatever the difference is between this Minnesota Twins team at home and this Twins team on the road, something's missing. I don't know what it is. But Minnesota sports, it's kind of an A topic to talk about all the players that we used to have, and now we miss them because they're still succeeding or they have succeeded. And some have been just ground down to the point where it's not fun to talk about anymore. Every time David Ortiz sneezed in a Red Sox uniform, boy, I miss the way he sneezed here. You know, I mean, we are getting a lesson in that Jimmy Butler was right about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think it's obvious that we do miss him, although you could easily say if he would have stayed in Minnesota, he would have been hurt all the time. He would have been mediocre because that's our luck. Totally get it. You know, you look at Brent Burns is still playing on a quest for the cup. You can say, well, we miss him. And I get into that debate all the time because the version that's been post-Minnesota, very different than the one you got here. So there's been plenty that are talked about that are obvious. And I said, well, what about the opposite side? What about not necessarily deals that we made, we being Minnesota, that we necessarily won? But what about guys that left that you go, he was at his best here. And afterwards, I don't miss it at all. Whether it's you don't miss the fit, you like who we got, or his career just faded when he left. Because Nelson Cruz, for me, is one of those super polarizing figures. Because you're right. Personality, leadership, little bit of pop, totally miss it. You fleeced Tampa Bay for Joe Ryan for Nelson Cruz. Nothing about that should make you miss Nelson Cruz right now, especially because hasn't been that great.
1: Well, you know, when you're driving at about five o'clock and you're going home and you turn on the fan and there's Dan Barrero and he says,
0: we didn't need
1: him. Right. Well,
0: but he does that at every it's, opportunity. It's a bit.
1: But but when but when the answer is, yeah, you know what? You're right. We 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 didn't need him. Right. That's that's the question. And, I mean, and when yes, you think Cruise about one of those guys,
0: when you think about Dan Barrero, I don't want to get off this tangent too quickly. But when you think about Dan Barrero, it's a bit that he loves and it's entertaining and it gets Minnesota sports fans to, you know, kind of get their undies in a bundle a little bit. Yep. But he would do it. He could show a meme of Kevin Love on the Miami Heat bench last night doing nothing but pumping his fist when Jimmy Butler scores another bucket. Now, if you want to say we didn't need Jimmy, okay, you're right. If you're going to put a meme up of Kevin Love just being a cheerleader and say we didn't need him either, oh, it's a reach.
1: Yeah, because that that's the first guy on my Timberwolves Timberwolves list for for this that you don't is, miss is Wiggins, right? Like oh, Wiggins, more okay. power to Wiggins that he has figured out how to be the fifth. I think you are gonna go a, with
0: Kevin Love. Where are you on him?
1: Nope a fifth a fifth uh, guy on a on a championship team. That's fantastic. But you know what he would have done here? Nothing. And so I don't think the Timberwolves as an organization miss Andrew Wiggins at all.
0: Well, is that the biggest part of it? Because it's the role that you're asked to play. Yes. Because we've talked about it with the Twins. Because they will take some teams' number three or number four starter. And beg for them to be an ace here. And then when it doesn't work, you go, well, what the heck? Or then said pitcher goes somewhere else and is, of- again, a 3, 4, or 5. Like a Kyle Gibson, I think he has five, six wins for the Orioles right now. And, you know, nobody said we didn't need him because if you did, people go, you're right, we absolutely didn't need him. But I think the pitching part of it, too, and I don't want to go back to baseball too quickly because I think you made a great basketball point. But the pitching point that people miss is if you're a number three starter or lower odds are that you're taking on another team's number three starter or lower so your margin for error is a little bit better right if you're Sonny Gray or Pablo Pablo takes on Otani on Sunday Pablo doesn't have wiggle room there it's completely different than if you're Louis Varlin today taking on whoever's pitching I think it's Sandoval for the Angels
1: yeah well that's that's why the pitch to contact thing never quite made sense how they built the, the pitching staff because you had a bunch of number three guys, right? Right, and so you'd go, you'd you'd be put yourself at a disadvantage on game one of a series and game two of a series, and then maybe you had a shot.
0: But the way that it segues back to basketball is there are people that are saying Malik Beasley's still playing. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Vando is still playing. Yes, that's absolutely correct. D'Lo is still playing. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Do you miss any of those guys? I might listen to Jared Vanderbilt yeah, as an argument. Say. But D'Lo sucks, okay? And if these players are still playing, I can tell you why. All you've figured out is not that the Timberwolves management made a mistake in parting with those guys. Because, here again, they weren't traded at the Lakers initially. They were traded elsewhere and then shipped again. So it makes you wonder how valuable were those players at all. But all you've really surmised is that those players or the Minnesota Timberwolves as an organization would be really good if they could be on the floor with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Really? Yeah. Let, let's break some big news.
1: No, that's one hundred percent right. And and Delo, I don't think Delo sucks. I think Delo is Delo. He's I, enigmatic. Yeah. He's I've,
0: inconsistent as can be.
1: And it's funny for a guy who says he has ice water in his veins because it seems that when money's on the table. You know, there are some but situations where he has been. At but, times
0: it might be right because there might not be blood running through when money's on the table either. But there's, but there are so often
1: that that he just no-shows. And, and how do you play a guy like that? I mean, that's what the Timberwolves found out. Well, there were times when he was the guy, and then there was times really he should have been the eighth man on the bench.
0: But that's the other thing. How do you play a guy like that? Teams like the Lakers that are loaded aside from him aren't. I mean again, if you're going to give credit, if the, if the Lakers do win this thing and I don't think they're going to, Denver's obviously yep. shown their muscle and flex a little bit, but again, it's not a series till somebody loses at home, the old adage. But if the Lakers win this thing, somebody's going to pull out, you know, Malik Beasley has a ring and you know, we don't. Right. Malik Beasley's just on the team. Malik Beasley's like Jack Haley was when he babysat Dennis Rodman on his way to championship.
1: Yep, keep keep the seat warm so when the when the player comes in, I'm sitting in a cold chair. Yeah, but, you know, if you want to stick with the Wolves, I don't know if that's what you want to do since we're neck deep in it.
0: I've, I've got several for lots of different teams. We've got 15 minutes or so to go through it. So, yeah, go ahead. And, again, the opening topic today is Minnesota sports fans in general. We lament every great player that we had that maybe wasn't great here and became great somewhere else. What about players that were pretty good here and we were sad to see them go initially, and if you look back, you go, really, should you be?
1: How about the the combination draft right after the 2009, where we drafted Rubio and Johnny Flynn, followed up by Derek um, uh, Derek Williams, yeah, followed up by Wes Johnson, three years in a row. But when you have a number one pick, and it's a guy like Derek Williams, who's built like Adonis, who in co- in in college was the guy, right? Um, and then uh, Johnson, who had Syracuse. Could play, right? Wes was a... Was a but did know,
0: we learn nothing from drafting Syracuse guys?
1: Well, no, I agree. But when you traded them, they were the guy who, when the minute they left, you knew they were going to take off. And so, you know, we dealt them for a bucket of chicken. Right. And neither of those two guys ever performed. So, you know, I was, I was thinking, that's the sort of guy that I go, oh man, here we
0: go. But neither of them got any better. Right. Well, and I would have stopped that dissertation probably a third of the way through because... Again, I'm thinking of folks that when we got rid of him, fans couldn't believe it. And I understand that I'll take heat about this because he's still a fan favorite. And I don't get it because he couldn't shoot a lick. It was five on four offensively unless he made a terrific pass. Do you miss Ricky Rubio at all? I mean, there's there's some flash to his game. Yes. A personality that fits in just about any locker room. I get that. But his NBA career. Yes. Injuries have derailed it at times. But his NBA career outside of Minnesota is pretty meh
1: at best. I think you asked the question wrong. Do the Timberwolves miss him? No. The fans may. Right. Like, I miss Ricky. I love Ricky.
0: But that's but that's what I'm saying, yeah. because we could go that route with Jimmy Butler. Because I'll, I can sit here and say the Timberwolves miss him to the nth degree, and you'd say, I don't want him yep. anywhere near my team. Yep. And I would say, you sure you've watched the last couple games in TD Garden and said you don't want him near your team? Yeah. and People in
1: Philadelphia would say the same thing. Chicago wasn't, uh, you know, torn up when right. he left. So he's, he's in a good spot. It's kind of like Wiggins. He's in a good spot now. Um, what about Joe Smith? Because we talked Which about... Which one? The, the twin or the Timberwolf? The Timberwolf. We okay. talked about we talked about how he, by himself, put the Timberwolves back um, because of the signing um, that McHale screwed up. But when he was here, I mean, he was kind of a fan guy. You know, people like Joe Smith. And when he was gone, you know, even though he got Cassell back and even... We kind of watched for Joe Smith to blow up and he, and he never did. And so I think people forget that he was part of the Cassell trade and disappeared
0: but i think that's why there was no withdrawal from not having him because again i'm thinking of guys that minnesota got attached to and said i can't believe we parted with this guy if you put joe smith granted there are other parts but if you put joe smith in a deal where sam cassell's part of your return you're excited about that and i think the fan base made a mistake getting overly excited about having joe smith in the first place was he really good at maryland absolutely was he a number one pick Absolutely, but we could do a show about number one picks that weren't all that great. We had another one. His name was Candy.
1: Yeah, we had a bunch. Anthony <laughs> Actually, Bennett was maybe the ringleader. But um, but Joe Smith, when he came here, he was going to be the guy that got us to where we wanted. And frankly, they See, traded him. That's,
0: that's our mistake, though, thinking that yeah. to start with.
1: They traded him for a 34-year-old point guard. I mean, not unlike what the Timberwolves just did uh, this, off- or this season. And so there wasn't a ton expected out of Cassell. Because he was just a guy. Right. But then he came here and revitalized.
0: We talked about Nelson Cruz when we made our way into this, and he was you know, polarizing because I think the personality is needed, but I think the output's not. And again, who you got takes the edge off that trade immediately. The Twins won that in a big way, even though they got two pitchers for him and got rid of the Stanton kid right away. I look at Jose Barrios. Are you sure you miss him?
1: 100%.
0: I mean, we tried so hard to just declare him a number one. Rarely did he pitch like one. In Toronto, numerically speaking, at least, he's been pretty bad. Now he's got an offense that can support you to the nth degree. That lineup doesn't quit. You know, next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the Blue Jays are here. I hope the Twins figure out their pitching woes between now and then, at least from a bullpen side. Their starters are tremendous. Let me say that again. Their starters are tremendous. You never said that when Jose Barrios was here. I don't miss him very much at all. I realized at the time when we got rid of him, it was like, you got guys we never heard of for Jose Barrios, our number one. And it was at the deadline, so it was a sign that we were quitting on the season. Yep. There can't be anybody going through Jose Barrios' withdrawal right now.
1: Well, and and the thing is, look at what we got back in return. Like, if Jose Barrios was tearing it up, we would be like, you're kidding me? We got a outfielder who decided he needed to change. Well, we don't know yet
0: what we got in return. We've seen Woods Richardson once, yep. and we haven't seen the Martin, Martin, Martin at kid at
1: all. Because Martin, the reason we haven't seen Martin is that the wheels fell off last year, right? And so, and he's hurt this year. So I think that if Jose would have been a 500-pitcher, uh, pointing in the right direction, we would say we missed him. Right. How do we know that we we he his performance hasn't been very good? You're right. We really don't miss him. I'm gonna add this one to you.
0: What about Chuck Knoblock?
1: Yeah, because when Chuck was here, he was fan favorite. He was well. All you Pete need to Rose. know is
0: when he came here. Apparently, he wasn't missed. Ask the batteries that hit the yeah. turf at the Metrodome.
1: Right. That's because he set the place on fire when he left. But when he was here, you know, when when we were trading him, it was kind of a big deal. Right. And he went and. I'm going to hit you with and he one was, more. Milton was the return, wasn't it?
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. And wasn't Guzman in that mix, too? They're a bunch of Yankee prospects yeah. for Chuck.
1: And I think Milton is one of those guys also. When he was going, we were like, oh, boy, here we go. Right, And then he disappeared as well.
0: So I'm going to hit you with one more twin that's super polarizing to me, and it's, it's a reach, but we only have about seven minutes, and I want to get some other franchises in Minnesota as well because yeah. there's plenty of fodder there. This is a fun topic. Again, players that – were fostered, if you will, in Minnesota into good players that we got rid of and we were beside ourselves in the moment. And then looking back, we don't have to have the David Ortiz withdrawal that we tend to have on everybody that leaves. This is, as much as I love his show, this is the anti-Dan Barrero segment. (laughs) One more twin, Johan. There's no question that this team misses a pitcher of his caliber. And the return with Gomez for, for a year and a lot of bit parts after that wasn't much. But if you look back, the Mets got two tremendous years out of Johan, and then the up. injury, and then a couple of mediocre years trying to come back. Johan was about one third the pitcher as a Met as he was as a Twin.
1: I'm going to give you too fast. Bruce Star Graderall. When we were trading him, it was like okay. He's I waited.
0: Our, I he's waited for this week because Graderall got the win in LA on Wednesday. He was our best pitching
1: prospect, right? and we dealt him for a 32 year old bullpen. And Kenta was a bullpen guy. Yep. Um, and then uh, the. Now, I forgot the other one. So, Brian, there we go. All right. Total blank? Oh, Liam, yeah. Liam Hendricks. When he was here, he was a junk A terrible ball. starter. Yep. Uh, you know, a 350 winning percentage yep. junk ball, couldn't throw it any slower, gravity wouldn't let it cross the plate, and nobody put him in the bullpen because, okay, so you go from 80 to 88, I mean, right. big deal. Right. And the A's unleashed something else. But, you know, what are you going to do? He never would have been that here.
0: All right, so I'm going to switch to the Vikings and hit you with some big names because, let's face it, when we talk NFL, I feel like every name, not on an offensive line, automatically becomes a big name. Can we stop pretending that we miss Teddy or Case Keenum? I know that it's super sexy to hate Kirk Cousins. I totally get it. But Teddy Bridgewater, outside of five wins on a really good Saints team, was a bad starter in Carolina, was a makeshift player everywhere else he's gone. Yes, we saw him in Miami last year. Yes, the injury completely derailed everything. There's no way you can't say that. But you don't watch Teddy Bridgewater play and go, I wish we had him. Now, I understand maybe you wish you had a quarterback that only earned that much money that was serviceable, changes your cap situation. But you don't miss Teddy Bridgewater at all. And I know you used to get in arguments with other media people in this area about whether or not Case Keenum should have stayed. In the moment, I thought so too. Looking back, the Vikings caught lightning in a bottle with Case Keenum. And it's been proven since he left. He was poor with Washington. He was poor with Denver. Now he can't find a starting job.
1: Right. And he's a great, great backup. And so that's what they could have kept him for. The thing about Bridgewater is different. I mean, and it's all about the injury. I think he, I mean, and you mourn, what What was I told by the psychologist? Um, you mourn what could have been. And so I think people remember Rubio because of what could have been. You know, he was great until he hurt himself. You know, Bridgewater was on, you know, on a rocket up when he got hurt. And you're right, not only don't we miss him, we couldn't bring him back. Right. That would be unfair to whoever is quarterback. Right. Because the first...
0: Over-the-shoulder-looking would oh be my in gosh. high gear.
1: Because the the feel, the stands would just be Teddy. Right. And, now, and, and that's not the field of Proctor, which they do as well. Yes. But that's the field that, you know... that's but they call him Mr. Keefit. Oh, that's
0: true. Only we chant Teddy when he's coming up. That's true. And we usually that's put Keith. the word hey that's in front of it. True.
1: The um, But, I, I mean... I, I love the, the idea of what Teddy was going to be, but he, he hasn't turned that out, and it's because of the injury. But you're right. We don't miss him. Darren right. Nelson was the guy I came up with.
0: Now, you went to a running back. I'm going to go much bigger than that because I'm going to go one of the all-time best Vikings ever. Did you miss Adrian Peterson by the time he left? Because, yes, he was an absolute stud. There's no debating that at all. But, again, you look at how did they move on without him? They did pretty well with the Jarek McKinnon, Latavius Murray type idea. Adrian had been hurt before leaving. He wanted a ton of money after getting hurt. Did he find the end zone a bunch with the number of teams he played with after that? Sure. Was he a feature back for any of them?
1: Not really. See, he's different because we wrung everything out of Adrian that he had. Right. And, but and but at the time that he left, fans didn't want to acknowledge that. No, but that's that's wanting to hold on to a hero. That's not necessarily thinking, "Boy, we got rid of him. He's going to come back and bite us." Okay. I, I just think Adrian was was kind of cooked, and so
0: pun intended. Because again, the running game didn't suffer after that because of a gentleman of that name.
1: That's that's true. That wasn't the point, you know. Cordell, Put with a guy like
0: Dave Cook making the point, it makes sense.
1: Cordell Patterson was the same thing. You know, when he left, it was like, you know, somebody's going to turn this guy into. And they never did. He had a nice year last year, but he never turned into the guy he could have
0: been. Right. But it's just ironic again, because the point of this segment for me is although we didn't need him that we hear. There are plenty of studs that have left here that it turned out we didn't need whatever version came later. I've got one coming in from a listener via text and it's a good one because I wonder if later this year, depending on what Adam Thielen does in Carolina, if we're going to have that mantra about should have still been here. He told us all he had gas in the tank, but he should have been a wide receiver three. No question. But I'm going to go to what used to be the great tandem was Diggs and Thielen. They're both gone now. Stephon Diggs has been great in Buffalo. Yep. But we replaced him with Justin Jefferson, and there's no way you could have had both. Right. You would have loved to, honestly. You know Adam Thielen would have been Jefferson. gone long before if they had Diggs and Jefferson. Good luck beating that. But because of Justin Jefferson, do you miss Diggs at all? Because his personality didn't fit. I don't know if it would fit with the new coaching, new regime, all of that. Stephon Diggs is a tremendous player. So every time he makes a play and Buffalo moves on in the AFC, because Josh Allen is definitely better than Kirk Cousins, we could do that. we didn't need him. I'm
1: not I, sure we did. I think that's different. If we wouldn't have got Jefferson, we would have been sitting st- – I mean, if we would have drafted – But that's like the Nelson Cruz bit. Rager,
0: but but which, that's like the Nelson Cruz bit. You got Joe Ryan. If you get Vance Worley, it's a different discussion.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Darren Nelson's one that came to mind, because he went in the probably the most difficult trade the Vikings have ever made. He was one of the pillars of the Herschel Walker deal. Yep. And he was our number one running back. Right. And he left and he may never, I mean, for as much as he played and his impact, he didn't need to ever play again. Like it was, oh man, we and got really Darren Nelson yeah. too. Yeah. And then poof, he was out of the league. And so that was one of those guys that I guess we didn't need him.
0: Well, and it's, you want to go that route, you can go with both Carters. Anthony Carter post Vikings wasn't much. Chris Carter going to the Dolphins, we all went, <laughs> Yeah. He look neat in that aqua color.
1: Yeah, that's because he he like Peterson. We had there was did he, he There's nothing left.
0: You know, what we never did that. We didn't need him for, and I think we should have pretty much every day. And I think it's because initially with the Raiders, he wasn't much. But when we got rid of Randy Moss, granted, now there's a different feeling towards him because I still think that there are Vikings fans today, and Randy Moss is in his mid 40s that would say, sign him up, give him a shot. We need a wide receiver three. There you go. Yeah, I. I but but that's we wrong. didn't we didn't right. But we didn't do that in the moment. Right now with the Raiders, we kind of went. Eh, it's the Raiders. He's not going to do anything. All he did was have a record season when he got to New England.
1: So if if he doesn't come back and he doesn't have that five games worth of, oh, my gosh, Randy's back. What did he do? And they cut him. I don't think if that bit if that bit never happened, I think that we would miss him way more than than we do now.
0: Instead, it cemented the uh, mantra of a Vikings fan at one time. We had Brett Favre at quarterback and Randy Moss at wide receiver, <laughs> exactly, and we right. sucked. Exactly. How do you right. do that? Yeah, that's to work. I want to close super fast yep. with hockey because yep. we've done the other three, um, and I want to have Dave Hoops kind of weigh in on hockey too because he's next. He's right around the corner. I didn't have very many. I took the low hanging fruit. Obviously, Brent Burns is the one everyone talks about, and I I roll my eyes at it. Yes, he's been fantastic since he left here, but so I looked at the parisi Suter situation and went, Do we or don't we? We had, we had no idea what the team was going to look like without him because contractually they were just going to be here forever and forever got cut short. Suter's still playing. Parisi's and also ran. Yes, he scored 20 goals, but you're, you're going, oh, yeah, he's on that team now. So that's the one where I feel like, okay, we both said, what is this franchise going to be like without those two names? And since then, we've shrugged our shoulders and said about the same.
1: Yeah, Jason Zucker's that way yeah. for me. He, I mean, when he left, it was like, oh, what are we doing? Right. Um, But the the guy who... Dana, I hope she's not listening. Nino? Nino. Yeah. Like, Nino was the guy around our house, and we haven't missed him or his presence because, you know, Felino kind of fills that spot. Yep. We have all kinds of guys now that fill that spot.
0: We have a bunch of just the guys. We do have that's a bunch the, of that's just the guys. That's the good and the bad of Minnesota Wild Hockey. Those guys are good enough to, you know, just kind of will their way into the postseason year after year after year. To do anything when you get there, good luck. Yep. We'll talk right. NHL postseason. We'll talk lots of hockey. We'll talk lots of sports. We'll talk some beer as well. The guy that can do it all, Dave Hoops, is right around the corner. We are the Northland Sports Page. I'm Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. He's back. Stick around. We'll be right back as well. Back on the Northland Sports Page, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Glad you're with us. Hope you're having a tremendous Saturday. We certainly are. We're with you till noon each and every week. So happy to do that. Thanks to our tremendous sponsors. We're going to talk to one here in just a moment. Dave Hoops is right around the corner. Always interesting to talk with him. I said during the break, Dave Cook. It's just nice, and Steve Potosha did more than an admirable job. I love having Stephen here. Hopefully, we'll have a big announcement soon of, of more Pit and I. Hopefully, people can put up with that. But it's nice to have my Dave's back.
1: Pit and I—that's—that sounds like the beginning of some sort of novel, or an anatomy book. You got your pit, you got your eye, and you, you go oh, forward. You go forward from there the as best eye. you can. You got me with the EYE. Uh,
0: my my pun machine is always in high gear. You got yeah. You're skilled. Yes, if, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I'm the guy that has dad jokes, yet no children. I can't ever figure that out. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Good No, enough. not at all. No children that I Good know enough. of. Father's Day is coming. I well, always check the mailbox. Tucker, maybe. There you go. Yes, I'm, I'm a fur dad, without yeah. question. So on that note, because there is no segue, on. I'll go to Dave Oops, as quick as I possibly can, because it's always fun to hear his voice. He was enjoying the first segment. I'm sure he has some things to add, particularly, we hope, in the hockey line of things. We talked about Bernsey, of course. That's, that's the one right up there with David Ortiz. And, you know, the, the Steph Curry draft mistake, we couldn't bring that one up because he never played here. But are there wild guys that you think wild fans miss more? Because you keep a great eye on the whole National Hockey League. And Dave Hoops, of course, good morning, sir.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really, really enjoying the, the playoffs this year in general, speaking of the NHL. But, yeah, Bernsey's uh, low-hanging fruit, and he's uh, 38 years old, and he's out there. You know, I will say this side note: um, I don't like Dallas. Just the FYI, <laughs> but um, yeah, if 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 Dallas plays the Canes, one of my boys gets a cup, and that makes Dave pretty happy. So there's a rooting interest right there. Just wanted to throw that in.
0: Yeah, like, there there is a lot of local Pavelski love, and rightfully so. And and I'm glad that that's out there because it helps me kind of make it make sense because. I just thought it was the consensus that yes, there's a generation now that doesn't understand the bit of Norm Green still sucks. But for those of us that are old enough, I just assumed that all of Minnesota despised Dallas. But there is that Pavelski wrinkle that that makes it okay. I guess can we say that?
1: You know where I yeah. stand on Vegas, right? Right, not, not the biggest fan in the world. I love the city,
0: the hockey go, team. I don't know about that. Go
1: Vegas. Wow, I wow. I just can't do it.
0: All right, well that's foreshadowing for the next segment, but that will be interesting. But I do want to talk just about the NHL playoffs in general because the conference finals have been unbelievable. Apparently, Dave, and I say this very tongue-in-cheek, apparently Dallas and Vegas didn't get the memo because they only played one overtime for a little (laughs) over 90 seconds last night. Florida and Carolina said, that's it? This has been
2: unreal. Oh, it's been great. And I, I watched it all. 12 seconds. Too bad about Kachuk. But, um, yeah, I was starting to pull. They were only 10 minutes away from the, you know, the third longest game in history. It, it was just really cool. And it's a terrible game to lose. But, you know, tonight's game is what really matters. But you, you, you can't not love five over, well, four overtimes, almost five. It's, it's just wonderful. And, yeah, last night's game, I'm, I'm rooting for Vegas, and I really don't like Vegas at all. So there you go. It does
0: feel like one of those where you need a shower or a bath after you cheer for anybody in this. And hopefully you can just enjoy good hockey. I joke that it's just like high school for me because I look at the NHL playoffs and I just say, oh, please let somebody out east win. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You want to stay awake. Right. Well, that too. But at the same time, it's just Vegas and Dallas. Uh, No, is my response to that. Or like if you've seen the movie Brewster's Millions, he had it right. Richard Pryor with none of the above. He was spot on with that theory. There's got to be some old time Minnesota hockey fans who are like, I'm out.
1: I hate Dallas and nobody plays hockey in the desert. And nobody cares in Florida. And so why am I watching this?
0: Well, and Dave Hoops, I want to talk to you about that because Steve Petosha and I did cover it a segment after you a week ago as part of our buyer sell, which follows you again this week. Steve and I, you know, we kind of wrapped our heads around buy or sell that the markets remaining are bad for hockey because it's not the quote unquote blue bloods. It's, it's Carolina, it's Florida, it's Vegas, it's Dallas. And I sold it. I said, it can't be bad for the game because the game is growing. Free agency puts people wherever. Would we like to see you know some Canadian teams in there? Would we love to see Minnesota or people that you know eat, live, drink, breathe the sport in it? Sure. But I don't think these markets remaining are necessarily bad for hockey. Now, TV ratings guys might disagree rather vehemently with me, but what's your take on The old adage, which I think is just an excuse for people to be get off my lawn, that, well, these people don't care about hockey. This is stupid.
2: Well, I I really disagree um, because I have to listen to friends of mine who are just, you know, Luddites. They they think they're Canadians, and, you know, only Canadians and Minnesotans can enjoy hockey. That's just wrong. Yeah, and, you know, okay, Arizona's got a problem, and it would be fun to see where that team goes. But, boy, I've been to games in Tampa Bay. Those people are insanely into their team. I've been to many, many games in San Jose. You know the deal. Right. Yeah, you get to wear shorts for the game. Okay, that's good. Well, I did it in youth hockey, watching Finn every summer. It's really nice. Warm weather hockey, it needs to happen. It needs to exist. And really, hockey should not be the fourth um, you know, major sport on TV. The NBA is killing me right now. So I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, hockey belongs everywhere. And it should be like America's sport. I, I'm, I'm overreaching there. Sorry. You are, but I think you it.
0: make a good point because at some point I wouldn't even argue that in the minds of many, it's even fourth. I mean, I can't stand this hobby slash sport, but it's PGA championship weekend too. Hockey might be fifth right now, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Dave. I'm not, I'm just not sure. I agree. You've picked out, you've cherry picked the, the team that's won three, uh, you know, Stanley Cups, their fans love a winner. But what happens when Tampa Bay becomes a 500 hockey team like the the Wild were 500 hockey team and, and they still drew? I wonder if Tampa Bay, when they when the wheels fall off a little bit, if all of a sudden they're playing in front of an empty, empty uh, rink as well. But this ties into my question. I have two, but this ties into the big well, one.
0: Dave Hoops. I just want to preface this. I know for two weeks you've had some time off from this. But Dave Cook is back, which means his game changing questions are back as well. Here we go. Dave I need I need
1: to ask you this. I've been waiting for a week to ask you this. All right, Arizona's gonna leave probably, right? We think the coyotes, now that they don't have a, a rink deal in place are gone. Where do they go? I got a couple choices for you. Houston, Portland, a second team in the Toronto area because it's big enough and there's enough supporters
0: because the other one has too many memes made about it in the playoffs.
1: Salt Lake City. they'd
0: be a buzz with that one
1: or Atlanta. Do they go back a third time? And see, here's the thing. A lot of those towns support winners. So let me ask what do you, you think?
0: think? Do we also have an other, if we have another yes. city in mind? Do the we other
1: have... for me was they stay in Arizona and somebody comes and buys them.
0: All right, Dave Hoops, you are the guru when it comes to the National Hockey League. I'll let you go ahead.
2: Well, I love this question. And and let's just say uh, other team, Quebec is the obvious. But unfortunately, Quebec is already a huge, huge hockey mecca and so there's no new fans i think it's houston all the way i think that's a no-brainer and i think that they'll draw well and they already have a stadium there and uh that's my vote hmm.
0: i think that's a good choice i had a couple midwestern towns in mind, both in missouri i liked st louis as having their team already but i also liked kansas city maybe getting a hockey team as well put two in the state of missouri like they do with major league baseball like they did with the nfl for a while I liked that concept. I also thought about, you know, Wisconsin as a college hockey state does pretty well in caring about it between Division three and, of course, the Badgers at Division one. I, I hate the fact that Packer and Brewer fans borrow the wild during the NHL season, <laughs> and it just kind of gets to me. Why not put one in Milwaukee or Madison or Green Bay or what have you? We were
1: at a, at the celebration here a couple of weeks ago, and one of one of the guys that I was talking to, he said, I think they need to go to Salt Lake City, and I need to think they need to be the Utah Heavy Metal Thunder because then you have the Jazz, which doesn't happen, ah. and the Heavy Metal Thunder, which doesn't happen in Salt Lake City.
0: Very nice. So the uh, musical misnomers oh, yes. the musical that is misnomers. Salt
1: Lake City sports. Oh, wait. That's pretty good, too. The, the Utah musical misnomers.
0: But overall, I agree Dave, with Dave Hopes. Add- I think the obvious choice is Houston. Go ahead, Dave.
2: Well, sorry to interrupt there, but I want to add one thing I thought about. I, it would be, I, I did realize that the, the league would be smarter to expand to Houston and get the, the, the fee. And then in that case, I think it would be KC or Salt Lake would be really great for transfers. I just wanted to add that because they can make a boatload of money by expanding into Houston, you know, as a franchise fee. So I, I should have said that. Sorry. I think it's
1: Houston one. I think they're going back to Atlanta. You think so? I think because of what Dave said
0: before, the NHL won't get thrashed if Tam- they do that.
1: Tampa Bay, you didn't uh, like that one. Carolina, whatever, whatever. Florida's, you know, rink is in the middle of nowhere, and they draw. Why not go back to Atlanta? They'd be not the only team down there. Then people are in the southeast are already getting comfortable watching them. What about Second- a New Orleans? You could do New Orleans. Um, I, I don't think they're the same size as Atlanta, right? Atlanta's All right. one of the top five majors. But, I mean,
0: New Orleans is getting there. You've got the Saints. You've got the Pelicans. You know, yeah. you've, you've got possibilities. You do.
1: You do, absolutely. Next question. Best time to go to a bar, guys. I, I've been talking to some people who like to go to a, a, a place like that when it's quiet because right. you have better service, so on and so forth. And some people like to go hey, when it's packed. Here. Because you, you like the camaraderie, you love the people around you. Maybe the uh, somebody said there's more beer being poured, so it's a little colder, it's a little better. What's the best time to go to an establishment like Hoops? When it's busy, busy, busy,
0: or when you got some time? All right, I'll go to the guy who runs a brewery first. I would hope that Dave Hoops says all day long, because you want business to keep coming. I hope Kai's behaving. It sounded like there could have been some issues there as well. But for our sports brewer, what's the best time to uh, partake in an establishment?
2: Well, you know, as I get older, <laughs> that's a I big think factor, honestly. Work, yeah, yeah. Happy hour is always a time, you know, ish, when everybody is in a good mood and they're unwinding from their day, and it's a lot of. Um, convivial conversation. And, you know, frankly, the the later in the evening is really, yeah, I'm answering from a personal perspective, which is, I reckon that's what you care for. right? So that's, I'm going to say, you know, between four and six o'clock, that's my vote. 100%
0: agree on age being a factor, other circumstances being a factor as well, because I think we could put this out as a Twitter poll and maybe we will during a break. And what it would do for us is not necessarily tell us when the best time to go to a bar would be. It would tell us what's the age group of the people (laughs) that listen to the show. Because if you would have asked me this, I'm I'm 44 now. If you would have asked me at 24, I would have said, I didn't even start getting ready to go anywhere until 10 o'clock at night. That's, That's just how it went. Plus working in the media, I already went over that happy hour is what most people in my age bracket probably do. My wife's a teacher. They do Friday happy hours as a group, as a team bonding type thing. And sounds like everybody has a good time. When I worked out in the business world, I did that too. Now my job is from home. So there's part of me that when I'm done working, I'm already at home. I don't need to necessarily go to a bar. My favorite, honestly, comes up about 30 minutes after I'm ready to leave this show. I I love the Saturday afternoon. You know, the the old adage is, oh, so you like day drinking. Well, yes, maybe not to the uh, buzz level, but... Absolutely. There's something about afternoon drinking, whether you have the day off or or Saturdays and Sundays, hopefully are built for that. It's fun because at my age too, you're not wrecked at 1130 at night or what have you. You might have your day done and still have your evening ahead of you to act like a human. That's important too. Dave Hoops, your thoughts on that? I age myself as well.
2: Oh, I 100% agree. I figured that Dave was going to weigh in, but yeah, it's it's very, very... That you're 100% correct.
0: Well, that's, Dave wants to go to a bar when nobody else is there. This is a guy that can't drink much and doesn't like crowds. So. Well, and
1: and just, Brian, so you know, because I'm sure you don't, you know, Hoops Brewing has some of the best root beer ever. It does. You know, it's I do the, know that because
0: yep. a lot of people that I go with partake in that. Now, I'm a raspberry wheat guy or whatever else you have in the fruit beer aisle. It's just the ones that have appealed to me most. Easy segue there. What's new at the brewery this particular week? Because we can talk about times to go to the brewery, Dave Hoops. Go on Monday if you want to do trivia. Go on Tuesday if you want to play cribbage. Go on Wednesday if you like to play ping pong. Go on Thursday to watch you and others spin vinyl. There's plenty of good times, good days to go, but what can we be consuming while we're there?
2: Well, you know, thank you for that uh, tea up there because um, actually I went golfing with Finn last weekend, and so I'm going to bring this up right now because his birthday is June 4th, we're right on top of it. That means Finn's finest number 21 is coming out. I, I brewed number zero when he was born. So 21 versions of that particular beer for the boy, which is, and that's a great pale ale. And you know how I feel about pale ales. I do. Uh, we're also bringing back, uh, it was a, I, I dare say the most popular beer we made during COVID. Uh, you might remember driveway beer. Yes. Driveway. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's I think you cook like
0: that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So and then we're also making our very first apricot beer. I've stayed away from that because of, you know, I had some experience at another brewery that did quite well. Uh, but we're going ahead and making uh, due to the masses begging or requesting kindly. We're going to go ahead and make an apricot beer. And then we we just released a, a Dunkelweizen yesterday, uh, you know, a a more roasty, malty kind of um, toasty wheat beer and that's really good, too.
0: Very nice, and we're getting closer to summer, of course. The weather's starting to agree with us today, and, you know, colleges have had their graduations. St. Scholastica, I believe, was last weekend. I was actually at Hoops part of last Saturday, and UMD was the weekend before last, so you're starting to get maybe your summer staff in as well, because a hockey legend of Duluthy's past, Mears Moore, was our server last weekend, and and he's new to the equation, and, and some of us that have been around the brewery quite frequently, we were telling him what the good stuff is. That That's fun to know you have regulars like that and, and fun to get new faces in and working for you, correct?
2: Oh, it's great. And, you know, Mears is not only a wonderful uh, kid, but he's also the newest addition to our, our golf team, and we can take on Ian Kidd and, and Lee Davidson. There and they, you go. And now, yeah, we've got Mears now. So, yeah, all the kids are coming back, and we've got a ton of grad parties going on, which – we really love hosting those. We're we're pretty good at it. People seem to have fun. So yeah, bring on the summer. Bring on bring on the celebrations. Let's uh, let's get back to getting out and having fun. Completely
0: agree. The awesome, tent babe, area yeah. will look a little different this year too. Sounds like the tent part of the tent may not be part of it. What's the big changes coming up there? I know you plugged it a couple weeks back.
2: Yeah, we're bringing the trailer in next week, and we're making it really a lot more about the about the sun. We have some nice umbrellas and stuff, but we took the tent away because, frankly, you know, people didn't really want us to be sitting in the rain. We do not need it. So when it's nice out, you can sit out there by the Irving, get some sun, enjoy it. When it's not nice out, we just won't be open, and uh, that's going to work. We're also going to put some more tables, and we're going to bring it over there by the dock, by the Happy Hooker, by the Fisher people. Right. It's going to be really nice. Nice and compact, kind of classy, good stuff. Very cool.
0: Exciting times ahead. I will be at a grad party there next week, and I will see you then. If not before, we'll talk before that because we'll talk next Saturday. Want to talk about hoopla next week, too. It's, It's about a month away, but never too early to start plugging that. We love everything about Hoops Brewery. We love talking to you. Let's do it again next Saturday.
2: Oh, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Appreciate it. You as
0: well. It. That's our guy, Dave Hoops. Up next, we buy or sell. Usually that's Justin May's segment. One problem, Justin May is missing. No Justin. But it was a planned missing. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't miss it. We're the Northland Sports Page. We'll be right back. I don't know if I'd call it a victory song, but I'll call it a great song. Already Gone by the Eagles. We are back. We are not gone until noon. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Method to our madness behind choosing that song, though. We give Justin May a lot of grief, or Steve Petosha would say, we give him the business a lot about Will he or won't he answer his phone when his segment comes up yep. as it's time to play buy or sell here shortly? This week, he's not available to his credit. He gave me about two and a half days notice.
1: Yes, you got notice, Brian. That's so
0: awesome. already gone is the choice because we knew Justin May wouldn't be here. He said, go ahead, play buy or sell. And just to his words were plug the bleep out of me. So Justin May is our realtor at Messina & Associates. If you are looking to buy or sell your home, do it with him. You can reach him at 218-310-9559. Visit the website, MZR.com. You can find the latest and greatest in properties available. Sounds like everything is heating up. Social media-wise, it looks like it for Justin. Justin, of course, is one of our sponsors. We have quite the list.
1: Absolutely. Let's start with Ryan Arola from Arola Architecture Studio. We just talked to Dave Hoops, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, uh, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Uh, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's, Bike Sports Trophies, Famous Daves, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, and the Blackwoods Group, including London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater. And the other day, I got asked where uh, where we should go eat dinner, right? Okay. And Dana was there with me, and I'm, you know, I, I come up with the gluten free places first because that's where I always. So end Blackwoods going. And Tavern came out quickly. Well, no, Tavern didn't. And oh, then it was Dana. Your mistake. Yeah, I okay. said Blackwoods right away, but Dana said, "I think you're forgetting the best place in town." And I said, "Where's that?" She said. Tavern and I kind of look to the floor, embarrassed because Tavern should have been one of the. first I was gonna things say that's on
0: your favorites.
1: But how about Dana say? How about Dana who doesn't go out much, right? Right. Saying her place is Tavern. So if if uh, if Dana can say her place is Tavern, it should be your place too. Tavern on the Hill
0: won't be the first time that our wives have made either one of us look that much better. So yep. kudos to Dana yep, on that one. Yep. Kudos to Tavern all the time. In fact, on the weekends now they've added a wrinkle. They've added a meal, if you will. They've got a brunch menu now. Saturdays and Sundays, eleven until two. They've got some skillets that are available. Mimosas with Friends sounds like something that I really, really, really want to do. I promoted the heck out of this last week, and then circumstances came up where I didn't even end up going. (laughs) So I don't want to necessarily say I'll be there this Saturday because then I know that'll fall through on me too. But Mimosas with Friends is something I definitely want to do because I've got to find some friends first. But I love mimosas. Uh, Bloody Marys, those appeal to the masses as well. Not this guy because of a tomato allergy, but those get creative too, and a lot of people love those in the mornings.
1: I think it's a great idea. I think if you get the opportunity to expand into an area like Woodland, where there's not a ton of people or a ton of uh, restaurants competing against you, if you can do the breakfast thing too, all the better.
0: Right. I do plan on watching the Preakness Tavern later today, but that'll probably be beyond the brunch brunch hours, excuse me, brunch hours too, whatever those are. right. But until 2 o'clock, you can take advantage of the Tavern Brunch menu. And again, those are our great sponsors. Justin May, our realtor at Messina & Associates, normally on right now. But again, he's in a golf tournament today, so he let us know he wouldn't be available. But we are available, the two of us, we to are. play buy or sell. Yep. And here's how the game works. And we've only got about eight minutes in which It'll to do it. Fast. So we'll be a little quicker today. All right. But how it works is I'm going to give a statement reflecting each of the four major sports leagues, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. If you agree with what I'm saying, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree with what I'm saying, you say sell, and you tell me why, and we have some fun bantering from there. And knowing that Justin May was going to be gone, I may have catered these a bit more to you oh, no. than I would have if it was the three of us playing.
1: All right. I passed.
0: We're done? No. I'm just going to play go. by or let's sell go. internally? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So your responsibility, besides your dynamite opinions, is the order in which we do this. Go ahead.
1: Uh, we're going to finish in the NBA, so let's start with the NHL. All
0: right. So we've kind of touched on this. Because we inadvertently got to it with Dave Hoops. And I thought we might because he's such a hockey fan. And, and you kind of let your fandom be known that it's anybody but Dallas. So it kind of ruins this for me. But buy or sell that you take any solace. And you mentioned this early on because you thought the Wild had momentum. And I kind of poo-pooed that. Buy or sell that you take any solace in the fact that the team that eliminated the Minnesota Wild is still going very strong in the hockey playoffs. I saw this on Twitter this week. And it was a poll of how do you feel about the fact that the Nuggets are still playing and beat the Wolves, the Stars are still playing and beat the Wild. Do you put any stock in? Because I think it's so juvenile that, well, you got beat by one of the best, so you're not that bad. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I I don't take any solace in the fact that Dallas is doing anything. I don't take solace that Dallas still has a team. So let's just start with that. Um, That being said, I think the question is a great question because... Not in professional sports, but think about it in college sports. Do you care if a Big Ten team wins anything? If it's not Minnesota, if it's not Minnesota, or in your case, Michigan, because you have you have a family fandom right. in, in Michigan. Right. I don't think anybody cares if somebody in college, if somebody in their conference wins anything. And so I kind of take that same attitude when it comes to professional sports. Like I, I don't care if Dallas wins a thing, even if it's not because I don't like the stars cause they should still be here. Um, I mean, I'm not, a, I won't be a huge fan. If, if Vegas goes the thing, if Vegas goes, we have the desert team against the two swamp teams, which,
0: which way do you go? Who do you choose? I don't, I don't know actually. Right. But, it's a dry heat or drain the swamp. Which yes, one do you want to do? Exactly. Exactly. So I agree with you. So I won't add too much to that. I'm hundred percent on board with you. I don't want Dallas to win anything there was part of me that kind of eye rolled if Seattle was going to beat them because yes. expansion life has changed. So I wasn't that upset when Seattle got beat. It did irk me a little that Seattle had, you know, the cojones to push them to seven. And we really didn't put up much of a fight. Yes, we went six, but look back at those games. We really didn't put up much of a fight. Watch and that's the other reason why I didn't take much solace in the fact that Dallas is still playing. We were a speed bump in yeah. what Dallas is doing. We didn't, yeah. we didn't, you know, we know tax sure. them at all. Where if you if you flip it and make it a Wolves Nuggets question, I do believe that the Wolves, despite only going five, did give Denver some things that they couldn't couldn't handle and some learning experiences to take as they move forward. So there's that, and yep. I'm completely with you. I was just curious because I do know people and they drive me bonkers that say like, "Well, the Vikings are done. I'll cheer for Green Bay now because of the division." What? Yeah, I once, can't. Do that once you hate of the a division. team, you hate a team. Yep. And even with me with golf hockey, I'm you know my niece goes there, but. Gopher sports, everything but hockey. Skyu, Ma, baby, I'm with you. Hockey, forget it. I grew up in Duluth. I don't do this. I went to the Twins home opener with Steve Potosha. Minnesota was playing Boston the night before in the Frozen Four. Steve comes in with Gopher garb on, and we all looked at him like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Well, the dogs are done. I have no problem with the Gophers winning. I do."
1: <laughs> what? That's right. No, I I get that. I I there's there's no. I mean, I might like that team, but that team is the thing. It's not their conference.
0: Right. 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 All right, so the NHL is out of the way. We got to get moving. What do you, you want it. to do Let's with go the, the other Twins?
1: Three? Let's do baseball.
0: All right, the Twins. The Twins are an interesting team. They are in first place. We are about to to kick off our number two. Talk to a former member of the coaching staff for both the Twins and the Tigers. Joe Vavra will be with us. The Detroit Tigers don't look now, but they're in second place in whatever you make of this division. Buy or sell that the Twins should fear the Tigers more than the other teams in the division because the standings right now at least tell them to.
1: I don't think the Tigers know any better. And so, yes, I think think that you do. They also have players that are all on the upswing. They really don't have any guys dragging them down. Do you know what I mean? And so if their pitching continues to pitch pretty well, uh, yeah, I think that I think you can say that you can fear Detroit a little bit. Their ballpark plays different than any other park. And so they have that advantage as well. So, yeah, I think legitimately you can you can fear them. I think legitimately you can fear everybody but the Royals if they get hot. I don't think the Royals are ever going to get hot. But
0: I agree with you. Look at the White Sox. As bad as they've been, I think they're seven or seven and a half out going into today.
1: Yeah, but well, the White Sox will scare me to death right? and tell their talent stinks because their talent's pretty good. They just don't know how to play. So I'm completely with you
0: on fearing Detroit, maybe more so than anybody else right now, and your legitimizing of it was not that much different than mine because they're too naive to realize where they are. And you combine that youth with the veterans that they do have, the guys that they shelled out a bunch of money for, you went, wow, why is Detroit doing this? I've actually started to play a little bit. I'm looking right at you, Javi Baez. You yeah. actually look like a Major League Baseball player again. And there were Tiger fans, because we've got the UP up here. There are some vocal in this area. There were Tiger fans that said we should have been better last year. Everybody that took the mound ended up hurt. There's some merit to that. Their pitching isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the naivety of not knowing what you're doing can go the other way, and they could fade in a month or two. That's probably more likely. But right now, and I looked at their schedule going through basically the month of June, there aren't a lot of series where you go, well, they'll get run out of the building there. I'm not sure what will happen with Detroit, so I fear them too. Yeah. I'm a Minnesota fan. I fear everybody.
1: Right. All right. So let's go to the Vikings. Let's go to the NFL. All
0: right. So the Vikings have watched a lot of big names walk away, as we thought was coming in a, a rebuild with talent, roster overhaul, whatever you want to call it. The Zadarius trade that we only brushed on last week did save a ton of cap space for this Viking team. The jury's out on whatever happens with Delvin Cook, and I'm not going to go down that road because we have. But buy or sell, with all the subtractions that this team has had to make, that at some point before we kick off this coming season, the Vikings have a big addition up their sleeve.
1: I, I do not agree with that. I think they're going to split all that money into three guys. I think Hunter's going to get paid. I think TJ Hawkinson's going to get paid. I think Jefferson's going to get paid. And I think that they're utilizing... Usal, utilizing that money to actually be the impetus to do that.
0: I think you're right, but I'm going to be purple Kool-Aid guy just for a moment. I'm going to, I'm going to buy that. They do something unexpected with a big name that you go, wow, what, what happened here? Not unlike they did with Zedarius late last year, or they did when they brought in Patrick Peterson a couple years back. Now it might've been a washed up big name in both cases, but they did it. Nonetheless, the guy that I'm just hoping for, and it's such a reach, but he's also been rumored to two other teams in our division and if they get him, I'm panicked. Quinn and Williams from the Jets, if those negotiations continue to go oh, sour. Yeah, that's a different kind. A defensive tackle yeah. in the middle of that kind of talent. If you get him, you do.
1: Well, and and he's top three defensive tackle. Right. right. Here I thought you were going to say something more on the order of a free agent signing. And I was going to say, well, I hope it's in because I can say that guy's I
0: was nice. going to say, my luck, it'll be Eli Apple because right. they need a veteran corner. We don't need a veteran oh, corner we don't who need gets that torched. Veterans. We had yeah, that. Right. We don't do you need remember Rashad veteran. Breland? Right, right, right. Right. So good. All right, so all right, we've got one it left. Finish up in the NBA. This is too easy because it's you, but it shouldn't be that easy. So buy or sell, and this is a hypothetical, buy or sell that the Lakers come back and beat the Nuggets and win the West. It sure looks like, much to my chagrin as a big-time Celtics fan, that Miami's in control of the East. I know you used to be a Showtime Lakers fan. Yeah. Now I don't know anybody that's pro-Lakers anymore. The LeBron factor, AD's kind of annoying. The league loves the Lakers. We all kind of eye-roll it. Buy or sell that your disdain for Jimmy Butler is so high that you will cheer for the winner of the West, even if it's the Lakers if Miami gets through.
1: Wow, there's a tough question. It's a Dave uh, Cook question. I, I knew it was going to be you and I. I think that I'd cheer for the West if Jimmy Butler gets through, yeah. Uh however, I think that there it'll be Denver. I think I think the old legs just finally caught up with. I mean, look at what LeBron James did in the fourth quarter the other day. He was like, I'd like the breakaway dunk. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. It looked like every high school player I've watched that thought they could dunk and turned out they couldn't.
1: Yeah, I think, I just think his legs are gone. And, and AD by himself is, is not as, you know, good as that. I think the Celtics come back. I, I do. I think they're the better team. I think that Jimmy's been unconscious. Uh, and I think they're finally getting something out of Abadeo. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm think, yeah, yeah. I think the, I think the Celtics top to bottom are a better team. I think the Celtics come back.
0: I hope you're right because I will have the happiest household that you've ever seen between my wife and I and our fandom for Boston. A lot of green in our house. And again, it's a sporting event that both of us will watch in the same room. And those are rare. But let's say it doesn't happen. And if the Lakers win, I will cheer for Jimmy Butler. I really have no problem with Jimmy. Did he wreck our franchise? Yes. But time heals all wounds and it's been enough time now. And it turned out that even though his delivery was terrible, his message was right. He knew this team backwards and forwards into the heart and the grit that they don't have. So I don't have any issue with Miami winning it. But I'll tell you this, if it's Miami and Denver, I'm cheering for Denver anyway. I'm just saying that my hate for Jimmy Butler doesn't know levels that I will cheer for the Lakers over them at all.
1: I don't like guys who leave because of money and try to make it sound like they left because of all this other stuff. What's well, amazing to me that him, you like
0: sports then because yeah, that's
1: most of them. No, but if they'd have paid Jimmy, he'd have been here telling us how good the Timberwolves were and because they didn't want to pay him the max. It wasn't that I'm leaving because I want to make more money, right? right. If he'd have said that, I'd have been like, okay, I get that. He should want to make more money. Instead, he set the place on fire and said, oh, no, they're a bunch of losers. Right or wrong, he left because of money.
0: Meanwhile, out West, I do think the Nuggets are just a better team than the Lakers, yeah, and I know I... big name upon big name, it doesn't look that way. The LeBron debate with Jordan just needs to end. LeBron is the most versatile player ever to play the game, but he's not the best. It's evident by how many times he continued to build super teams around him, thinking he needs them the number of times that he lost despite doing all of it. We didn't lose a beat here despite Justin May missing buy or sell. It was a fun one. Again, if you're buying or selling in the real estate world, do it with Justin. You can reach him at 218-310-9559. Log on to his website at MZR.com. Check it all out. Hour number one, done. Hour number two, you like baseball? You like the Twins? Good, because it's basically going to be most of the hour. Joe Vavra, our good buddy, is next. Stick around. We'll be right back.